Good evening, my friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of Terror Radio Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, then welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller, old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. I'm your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd. And tonight's episode is entitled, The Last One Standing. (laughs) So, without further ado, this is Terror Radio. The two radio series highlighted tonight are the obscure radio show, Peril, and the ever-so-popular Inner Sanctum. The first radio play is called Lucky Lady. And I wasn't able to find the date of this first broadcast on Peril. Following that is the radio play Death Across the Board. And this was first broadcasted on June 5th, 1945 on Inner Sanctum. So, you all know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to Lucky Lady, followed by Death Across the Board. Good evening. I received an invitation to... You are Miss Kit Baker? Yes. Good. If you'll give me the invitation you received, Miss Baker? Yes. Here you are. Thank you. Please come in. Thank you. I'll take you, Kurt. You'll find the others inside. The the others? Yes. Well, who lives here? Don't you know? No. The, The invitation merely said that there would be a cocktail party in regard to John Marshall's new play... Lucky lady. You'll find out all there is to know, Miss Baker, in the other room. Just go through that doorway. Please go in. Thank you. Well, lady's the fourth member of our party. And who is she? Can't you guess that, Diane? There are four of us being considered for the lead in Lucky Lady. This is the fourth candidate for the part. As the newspapers put it, that brilliant newcomer... Kit Baker. Yes. Hello, Kit. John Marshall introduced us at the theater when you tried out for the part in Lucky Lady, remember? Oh, of course. You're Sherry Williams. That's right. This is Phyllis Conway. Hello. Hello, Kit. And this is Diane Parker. Hello. How do you do? (laughs) You'll have to forgive Diane. She doesn't like meeting new actresses. I don't worry about competition from new actresses, Sherry. Nor the old ones, either. Meow. Look. I may be one of the older actresses, but at least I can say I got there on my talents alone. Why, easy, you... girls, easy. 
Let's not have any hair pulling, please. I don't like her inferences. I could make a list of the things I don't like about you, my dear. Oh, listen. Do you arguing at some later date, girls? First, let's try to learn what this cocktail party's all about. Kit, how much do you know? Well, nothing. I received an invitation to come here. There was no signature or anything. Just instructions to come by myself. How did you get here? Well, I took the train to Baronville and got a cab at the station. The driver seemed surprised when I gave him this address. He said he thought no one lived here. Hmm, that's what they told me in Baronville when I asked directions. Me too. You see, Kit, the three of us drove here alone. None of us knew the others were coming. An old house, miles off the main road. Now, why should we be invited here? It could be somebody's idea of a joke. Yes. And if John Marshall wasn't in Europe now, I'd say he was behind it. That butler. Maybe he can tell us what goes on. Yes, let's see. Eh? Yes. Hey, Lionel or George or whatever you... Oh, he's not out here. There's no door in this hallway except the door to the room we were just in. And the front door. Oh, he's gone out. Which is just what I'm going to do. I don't like mysteries. Oh, oh a dog on the steps. Oh, and, 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 nice dog. Nice dog. Come back here. Come back before he tears a piece out of you. Oh, he, he, he went for me. I, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Look. Eh? On this table. An envelope. Addressed to the forest. Let me see that. Ooh. Dear ladies, only one of you can appear in the play, Lucky Lady. The one who does will indeed be a lucky lady. Because tonight, three of you will die. <laughs> We'll be back in just a minute to tell you more of tonight's story, Lucky Lady. If this is somebody's idea of a joke... That dog out there, he's no joke. A joke or no joke, I'm not staying here. And how do you propose to get out? The back way. There's a door in the other room. I'll go through the woods, walk to the highway. And what if that dog goes after you? Well, the dog's guarding the front door. If you three stay here and keep him occupied, I can get away. All I need's a few minutes. Uh, and what about the rest of us? How long do we stay here? I'll go to the police as soon as I can. They'll come and get you. That's a lot of trouble for what might only be somebody's big joke. Oh, somehow, I don't think this is a joke, Sherry. What else can it be? I don't know, but that dog, he went for my throat. Yes. Yes, he did. Diane, I've got no special love for you, but if that dog got hold of you... But he won't. If you keep him occupied... How long do you think it will take you to get to the highway? Oh, no more than half an hour. There are houses there. I'll be able to get to a telephone. Telephone? Here's one. Don't waste your time, dearie. I can see the cut wire from here. I noticed that as soon as I came in. I thought it was part of the, the joke. Perhaps the joke is on me. 
What do you mean by that? Well, I haven't had any experience on the professional stage, but, well, I've been told I have a good chance of getting the leading role in Lucky Lady. It could be that this little party was arranged to frighten me off. Who told you that you had a good chance of getting the part? John Marshall himself, just before he went to Europe. For your information, Kit, he gave each of us the same line. Well, I have only your word for that. Do you honestly believe that the three of us would get together to eliminate you? Why not? If you knew I was getting the part and you got rid of me, well, that would put the three of you in the running again. Look, Kit, one of us might try to frighten you off, but not the three of us. Speaking for myself, I have no need to try to frighten anyone. I'm quite sure I'll be given the part. If talent counts, Diane, you haven't got a chance. And I suppose you have the necessary talent. Well, I've been on the stage for almost 20 years. Almost 30 years. I started my stage career when I was only a child. A rather old child. Of Girls, girls. Well, do you still imagine, Kit, that these two could get together on anything? Speak for yourself, Phyllis. You want that part more than anything in the world. Yes, I admit I want it. The role of Sarah Martin in Lucky Lady is a chance of a lifetime. It's a great play, a wonderful role, but... Oh, I'm not worried. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, well, there are other parts. In the meantime, I'm doing all right with radio and television. You're a has-been in your nose. Lucky lady's your last chance for a comeback. You're such a lovely girl, Diane. Why is it that no one's ever tried to strangle you? You know, what you need is a darn good spanking. Touch me and I'll scratch furrows in your face. Well, Kit, do you still believe we're ganging up on you? If she does, she's crazy. I have no need to gang up on anyone. I'll get that part. I know I'll get it. No. You've worked hard enough for it. That is, you've worked on John Marshall. One of these days, Shirley Williams. If you're thinking of a good fight, Diane, don't wait for one of these days. Come at me right now. I've handled your kind long before this and enjoyed it. Why should I let you mark my face? I bet that's exactly what you'd like to do. You know I'm younger and prettier than oh, you are. Oh, get her away from me before I do something drastic. I, I think we'll do as you suggested, Diane. You will call the police and tell them about us, won't you? Of course I will. You'd better, my dear, or Sherry and I will both be coming after you. All right, Diane. See if you can get out through the back of the house. If you can, we'll keep the dog occupied. I'll shout to you when I'm ready. <laughs> Lovely girl. I still think this may be a game of some kind. You don't know much about people, do you, Kit? Those arguments of yours, why, why they could have been just an act. Honey, I'm a good actress, but not that good. There's a way out. The back door isn't locked. Well, you'd better make sure there isn't a dog out there, too. Go on, look. All right. There's no dog. Then get ready to run. Here we go. I'm on my way. Uh, hello, fella. Oh, my, what nice big teeth you have. Landed firmly on the second step. He wouldn't let anything get past him. Uh, don't worry, boy. We're staying right here. Diane should be in the woods by now. Yeah. No! No! That's Diane! Get in. A dog out front. 
and in the back, someone with a gun. There's no way out. What can we do? If only a car would come along, we could shout. Oh, that's not likely. Not along this lonely stretch of road. Well, you've been quiet, kid. That scream. It, it was so real. Oh, of course it was real. But why? Why would anyone want to kill us? That part in Lucky Lady. What a perfect way to get rid of the competition. Phyllis. Why else would anyone want to murder three of us? That butler. He could have been waiting out there with a gun. He could have been hired by one of us. I never saw that man before in my life. Nor have I. One of you could be lying. It may also be that you arranged all this. Oh, you know me better than that. Do I? All I really know about you, Phyllis, is that you want that part in Lucky Lady. And you want it badly. As Diane said, it's your last chance. Doesn't the same apply to you? You're practically finished as a leading lady. I happen to know that you've been offered two character parts in the past month, and you turned them both I'm down. I'm not ready for character parts yet. No? There's a mirror over there, Sherry. Look into it. I can play that part. I know I can do it. Oh, perhaps you can. But you and I both know how it is in the theater. When in doubt, choose the younger actress. On the other hand, you kiss. It's not often that an unknown actress gets a chance for a big part like this. I've seen ambitious young actresses before today. Girls who hid their dirty little minds behind innocent expressions. It could be that way with you, too. You're doing all the talking, Phyllis. But that may be just a cover-up. You may be the one who's arranged all this. Yes, I could be. It could be any of the three of us. In just a moment, we return to our story, Lucky Lady. Aren't we a cozy threesome? There's one consolation. Two of us are innocent. I wonder which of the two of you is the guilty one. I was just thinking the same thing. And... Uh... You, Kit? I. For all I know, it could be both of you. Oh, no, my dear. The killer is playing a starring role. She wouldn't allow a co-star. It'd be too risky, anyhow. But she has an accomplice. That's risky, too. Accomplices can be gotten rid of. Spoken like a woman with experience and that sort of thing. It's all so obvious, Phyllis. Obvious enough for even you to have thought of it. Look, look, we just can't sit here suspecting each other. Oh, we can't just sit here. Sooner or later, something has to happen. That note in the hallway, it said that three of us were to die. The note? I was the third one to get here. The note wasn't there when I arrived. You, Kit. You were the last to arrive. Yes, and you were the one who found the note. It was there on the table in the hall. I didn't see it. But I tell you, it was there. You could have put it there. No, I didn't. We only have your word for that. I didn't. Well, I have the note here. I'll read it again. It's typewritten, but there may be something in the wording that gives us a clue. Dear ladies, 
only one of you can appear in the play, Lucky Lady. The one who does will indeed be a lucky lady. Because tonight, three of you will die. It starts off, dear lady. Yes, hardly the way a woman would begin a note that was meant for three other women. John Marshall, this is just the sort of thing he'd do. Yes, it is. No, no, I don't believe it. Kit, you don't know John Marshall. He has a practical joke for every occasion. You call murder a practical joke? No, but we're not sure it was murder. We heard Diane scream and and two shots, but that could have been fake. Yes. Yes, of course. We're being fools to let him frighten us out of our wits. Isn't it just like him? He tells us that we have a good chance of getting the part. Then he arranges this. But he went to Europe a week ago. He could easily have flown back, if he went at all. For all we know, he may have stayed in New York getting this monumental practical joke ready. And Diane, well, what about her? He put her wise to it, of course. He probably told her that she had the part, but that he wanted to have a little bit of fun. Hmm. Is this his idea of fun? My dear, this is nothing to what he's capable of. Remember what he did to Benita Cromwell, Phyllis? Yes. That was the dirtiest take of all time. During the war, Benita had just married a pilot who was sent to New Guinea. Well, John Marshall faked a war department telegram, which said that Benita's husband had been killed in action. Benita fainted from shock, and Marshall laughed for weeks. I just can't believe that John Marshall is like that. Why... Why, he was wonderful when he tested me for the part. As a writer-director, he's brilliant. As a man, he's a skunk. Oh, you're in a rotten business, Kit. It's dog-eat-dog with a stab in the back a minute. Once again, you sound as though you're trying to talk me out of a stage career. Well, I'll say this. If I were your age again, I certainly wouldn't go on the stage. We're back where we started. You still think we might be ganging up on you, eh? Yes. I've heard that you don't like any newcomers in this profession, and and that you'd do almost anything to keep them out. Mm. Well, not this time, Kit. But I can't blame you for suspecting us. Until a few moments ago, I didn't know what to think myself, but now I can see that it was arranged by John Marshall with Diane's help. And the butler? Oh, he's probably an actor who was hired for the occasion. The dog is probably trained. Well, I'm certainly not going to risk him taking a bite out of me. Oh, it's Marshall, all right, Sherry. The whole thing's got his trademark on it. I, I, I'm sorry for some of the things I said about you. Oh, forget it. Besides, I think we came out even. <laughs> we certainly did. But as for Diane, joke or no joke, I didn't appreciate some of the things she called me. Oh, we'll both get back at her, Phyllis, later. But right now, how about a drink? Oh, wonderful. Where do we get one? Here. A bottle of brandy in this cabinet. Oh, look. The real stuff. Good. Oh, here are some glasses. Well, my suggestion is that we sit here and enjoy ourselves until John Marshall and Diane get tired of their little joke. That's all we can do. Pour me a drink, will you? Coming up. How about you, Kit? No, thank you. Oh, cheer up. (laughs) Tomorrow you'll be laughing at this. Pardon me for not waiting. Here's luck. I'll catch up on you in just a minute. Well, here's luck. Sherry. No. Don't drink. What is it? 
My throat. The brandy. My throat. She cushioned her fall very nicely by putting her hand out, didn't she? Hmm. Nice acting, Sherry. As for you, Phyllis, that was brilliant. But now you can get up. The joke's over. She's not acting. She'll never act again. If you don't believe me, feel her pulse. Go on. Feel it. There, there isn't any pulse. Poison. There's quick-acting poison in that brandy. <sighs> We'll be back in a minute to Peril and our story, Lucky Lady. Poison. Then, then it couldn't have been arranged by John Marshall. No. What, what's behind it all? It's just as I thought in the beginning, the process of elimination. Only one of us can play the part. Now there's just you and me. Sure. You and me. Phyllis talked about ambitious young actresses. No, no, it's not me. Diane wasn't a good actress, but she was fairly well known. And she's just as young and as pretty as you are. Phyllis and I, we could act rings around you. You knew you couldn't get the part, so you arranged this. No. It has to be you. I didn't you do it. You just sat there while I poured the brandy. You expected both Phyllis and I to drink. Then it would have been over. The part would be yours. Yes. Yes, I offered you a drink and you refused. But I don't drink. I never did. You, it has to be you. Well, you're not going to get me. Don't come near me. No, no so, so that's how you'll finish me off with that bottle. I'm only protecting myself. Oh, you don't fool me. And you don't fool me. You're trying to get me off my guard. Well, you won't. I'll watch every move you make. If you come too close to me, I'll hit you with this bottle. I'll find something that will take care of you. This cabinet door. The door. The door. Sherry. Dead. Drawer. A gun rigged up inside. Fixed so that it would fire when the drawer was opened. Oh, if I can get that gun out, I can take care of the dark. Oh. There. The gun's empty. There was only one bullet in it. First, Diane, Phyllis, Sherry. Oh, what can be the answer? Wait. There's only one answer. Only one. What'll I do? I know. The brandy. If anyone's watching, they'll see me through the window. Pick up the glass. Pretend to drink. Now, put the glass down behind the bottle. Wait a few seconds... Pretend to stagger. Knock the bottle and glass over. Now, four. And wait.
dog barking. Someone coming. The dog was shot. I'll know soon who's behind all this. But the killer has a gun. door. Someone coming in. <laughs> well, there you are, the three of you. Worked better than I hoped. You, Phyllis, you finally drank yourself to death. Just like they've been predicting. You, Sherry, you lost your nerve. And your head. And you, Kit. You just couldn't take it. So you picked the quick way out. <laughs> now, sit down. I have some digging to do. I have to get rid of the car. I'll take that gun. <gasps> I have your gun. Don't move. No. The, the, the poison. I pretended to drink it. I knew you'd be waiting somewhere, watching. You, you knew it was me. It had to be you. Phyllis and Sherry are dead, but, but I didn't see your body. I only heard the shots and the screams. Oh, how clever. Now see if you can guess the rest of it. All right. The shots. They served two purposes. One, they made us think you were killed. Two, you used the gun to get rid of your accomplice, the butler. Correct. And the dog? He was placed on the steps by the man who played the part of the butler. It wasn't your dog, because you had to shoot him to get past. You're doing fine. How about this house? Well, probably for sale at deceased estate. You found out about it and decided it was perfect for your little scheme. Right, on all counts. Of course, if the poison brandy and the booby trap in the drawer hadn't worked, I'd have had to do the job myself. You see, I realized that the three of you had better chances than I for that part. Well, what now, Kit? I'm taking you to the police. Oh. <gasps> no, you won't take me to the police. Not a lie. Stay where you are. You'll have to shoot me. I'm walking towards you, so... Shoot me! No! I'm going to try to take that gun away from you. If you don't want me to, you have to shoot me. And then this could all be blamed on me. Shoot! No! I'm going to take that gun! No! Oh. You're going to the police alive, Diane, so that you can be the leading lady in a murder trial. Sanctum Mysteries, starring Raymond Massey.
Good evening, friends. This is your host of the Inner Sanctum, welcoming you to another half hour of Gore Galore. Come in, won't you, and sit down. No, 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 not there. You'll sit on Ezekiel. He wouldn't like that. Besides, you probably find him pretty cold. We've been keeping him on ice for about six months now. Huh? That noise? Oh, that's just his teeth chattering. No, not because he's cold, but because he's just finished going over tonight's story and... Well, I guess you could call him a scared stiff. <laughs> Goodness, is the story really going to be so scary? Do you mean that lots of people are going to be murdered? Yes, Mary, but don't worry. We're only killing people who've never been killed before. Well, I guess then that all the characters in the story will need plenty of whole suet. Whole suet? What's that? Chinese for Lipton tea? <laughs> well, you're half right. It's Chinese. Whole suet means good luck. And that's what it says in Chinese characters on the sterling silver medallion that the Lipton people are offering to the ladies. Yes, ladies, the medallion is a Chinese good luck charm. But more than that, it's a really lovely piece of jewelry. It's made of solid sterling silver, and it's hung on a narrow black rayon satin ribbon. That's the fashion this year, you know. Yes, this handsome medallion is the kind of jewelry you find at those smart shops on Fifth Avenue in New York. And to get it, all you have to do is to send 25 cents and the box top from a package of Lipton's, the tea with the brisk flavor, to Lipton Tea, Box 92. That's Box 92, New York City. All right, friends. Now get ready for a surprise. Tonight's story is called Death Across the Board. It's an original radio play by Robert Newman. And our star is that famous dramatic actor of stage and screen, Raymond Matty will play the role of John Strange. Do you like to play games? Your life could even your soul on one throw of the dice or the turn of a card. <laughs> you don't care for such high stakes, eh? Well, did it ever occur to you by living you're playing such a game and that your opponent was dead? Tonight I'm going to tell you a story about a man who sat in death's place playing with human lives and of what happened to him. It is about ten o'clock on a sultry summer evening and Dr. John Strand is standing in front of the window of a pawn shop in the oldest part of the city. On a sudden impulse, he pushes open the door. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Is there anything I can do for you? No, thank you. If you don't mind, I'd just like to look around. Well, I mean... I just thought if there was something in particular. Oh, I really didn't have anything special in mind. I just thought... Hello. Huh? My chess set. Yes, a very interesting set. And a very interesting game you're playing. My dear sir, you have no idea how interesting. Whose move? White's. Then White should win in six moves. That, sir, is very much open to question. Well, perhaps we can play sometime. How much for this set? Not for sale. Oh. Too bad. Yes. However, if you're interested in chess and chessmen, I know of a set that I think might appeal to you. It's an Arabian set. 12th or 13th century ivory. The white pieces are Saracen warriors, and the black pieces are crusaders. Do you have it here? 
Unfortunately, no. It's not very far away. If you thought you'd like to see it. Well, if it's not too outrageously expensive, and you're sure it's no bother? My dear sir, don't give it another thought. I'd be most anxious for your reactions, even if you don't buy. The address is 23 Valent Place. It's down two blocks, one to your right. Go up one flight and ask for feelings. Tell him that Raphael sent you. 23 Valent Place. Up one flight. Ask for Felix. I'll phone him tell him to expect you. Your name is... Strand. Dr. John Strand. Very good, Dr. Strand. Somehow I have the feeling we shall see each other again. Perhaps we should even have the chance to play that game you mentioned before. Who's that? Who's that? Felix? I said, who's there? My name's Strand. Rachel sent me over here. He said he'd phone you and... Just a second. How do you do? I hope I'm not disturbing okay, you. Okay, come on in. And stick him up. What? I'm afraid there must be some mistake. Sure is, Bob, and you made it, thinking you could come here and take me this way. But this is ridiculous. I said I... stick him up. Keep him up or I'll let you have it right now. What for? Because I said so, that's what for. Let go of me. Let go. You want that gun. Or drop it, you hear? Fire it. Sure, let you have it right away. Oh, oh. Okay. Now get up and tell me what this is all about. I said get up and... Felix. Dead. He... He's dead. Hello? I'm sorry, but he can't come to the phone right now. Oh, Strand. Congratulations. What? Who is this? This is Raphia. Now, do you think it's possible for White to win in five moves? What? What do you mean? You killed him, didn't you? Of course you did. Or you wouldn't be speaking to me now. May I suggest that you go through Felix's pockets? Take out the most interesting thing you find there and bring it to my shop. What? Hello. Hello. Rachel. Go through his pockets. I've got to get to the bottom of this, find out what it's all about. A wallet, keys, and a chessman. A black rook. All right, Mr. Rachel. I think perhaps I'll take you up on that. I will go back to your shop. Good evening, sir. Can I help you? Yes. Where's Rachel? Oh, I'm sorry. He's not in right now, but uh, are you Dr. Sands? I am. I'm Alice Hines. He must have been expecting you. He asked me to give you this. What is it? I don't know, but I... Another chessman. A white knight. Oh, yes. Mr. Raphael is quite a chess player. He's more than that. He's a murderer. What? What do you mean? He sent me to see someone, a man named Felix, to look at a chess set. 
When I got there, he pulled a gun on me and... Well, when I tried to get it away from him, it went off and killed him. Oh, no. Don't look so surprised and innocent. You work for him. You must know what it's all about. There must be some mistake, some horrible mistake. A mistake, eh? Then why did he phone Felix's while I was there? How did he know he'd been killed? Why did he laugh about it? Tell me to come here. Well, I... I don't know, but I, I can't believe that about him. I won't. No? Well, we'll see what the police have to say about it. Where's the phone? Back there. But if you're serious about it, you don't have to bother calling them. Riley just went past here a few minutes ago. There he is, up at the corner. Fine. That'll save some time. Officer! Oh, officer, would you... Good. Good Lord. Someone shot him. That, that woman hiding behind that car there. The woman in black. She's coming in here. Don't just stand there. Get inside and shut the door. You shot Riley. You killed him. Six months I've been trying to find out who got Ben. Now I can rest in peace. Where's Raphael? Raphael? He's the one that got the dope for me. Told me how to knock the cop off. Told me to come in here afterwards. Well, Mrs. Hines? Why are you looking so funny? Hey, whose side are you on, anyway? Not ours, my dear. Not ours. Well, that's it. I just took it for granted you were working for Ray. Okay, get him up and keep him up. What'll I do with him, Rachel? Where are you, anyway? Oh, I'm around here someplace. As to what to do with him, I leave that to your discretion. After all, they are witnesses. Yeah. That's right. May I recommend the cellar? Right through that door there. It's secluded and quiet. Okay. Get moving. I repeat, Miss Hines. Well? It's fantastic. What are you going to do to us? We can't be that dumb, baby face. Six months I've been wearing black for the only guy I ever loved. I finally get the guy that got him. You think I'm going to leave the two of you around to put the finger on me? You're going to kill us? You cannot. Well, seems to me I did a pretty neat job on that flat foot. After all, I can't burn you more than once. Okay, open that door and go on down. Allow me, madam. Never mind, wise guy. You go down first. And baby face. It's not very good manner. No, I'm not going to let you do it. Give me that gun, no, you fool! Let it go! Down after it. Hurry. Watch while I get the gun. I didn't mean to do it. I was just trying to get the gun to you trip. It's a why is she lying there so funny? Her head. Let's see. Huh. Her neck's broken. She's dead. Oh, no. It means I killed her. Not any more than it means I killed Felix. Look. They're lying next to her. Isn't that another chess piece? The Black Queen. Wait. He gave me one just like that when I first came to work for him. Only it was a white one. What? Black Queen? White queen, white knight, and... No. It's impossible. And still... You thought of something. It's too incredible. But I've had a certain nightmare vision that... Come on. We're going to the police. Maybe it's our move now. Well, live and learn... 
I always had an idea that I wouldn't like chess, but it was a pretty slow game. But here we've only been playing for about 15 minutes, and we've chalked up three corpses already. Yes, this kind of chess is just like a divorce. Why? What do you mean? Well, it's a good way to get rid of your wife. That is, if she's a stale mate. <laughs> well, I assure you, most men don't want to get rid of their wives. Is that so? Didn't you tell me that a man had written in to ask for that Lipton sterling silver medallion on the black ribbon? Yes. And didn't he say he wanted to put it around his wife's neck as a choker? Hmm? <laughs> oh, dear, you don't understand. A choker is just one of the ways in which you can wear this medallion. Of course, you can also wear it as a necklace or... Well, here's what one of our listeners says she does. I put the medallion on my charm bracelet. I just took it off the narrow black rayon satin ribbon on which it's hung and then flipped it on my bracelet. The medallion was just the right size. Yes, ladies, and no matter how you wear it, the medallion is really a smart piece of jewelry. It's made of solid sterling silver, and it's about an inch in diameter. So send for your medallion tonight. The Lipton people are making it easy for you to own one. Just send 25 cents and the box top from a package of Lipton's. The tea with the brisk flavor. To Lipton Tea, Box 92. That's Box 92, New York City. Yeah, it's better right now, friends, while your hands are still steady enough to address the envelope. <laughs> well, let's go back to our game of chess. And our star, Raymond Massey, who's playing the role of John Strand. It's about a half hour later now. Dr. Strand and Alice Hines are sitting in a bare, quiet room, the chief's office at police headquarters. For the past ten minutes, Strand has been talking steadily, describing everything that has happened. So you each bumped someone off, eh? And you've come to give yourselves up. We certainly did not come here to give ourselves up, Chief. I told you that in both cases it was self-defense. We're here because there's a madman loose, a homicidal maniac. You... Guy that just goes around bumping people, or rather gets other people to do his killing for him. No, there's more to it than that. Much more. Yeah. What? It just came to me a little while ago. There was something strangely familiar about this Raphael. And did you ever hear of Raphael Norbert? No. He was one of the greatest chess players the world has ever known. About five years ago, he disappeared. Well, he's playing another chess game now. The maddest game that ever was. Is there a map of the city around? Right there on the wall. Let's see. Now, here's Rayfield's shop. And... Yes, this would be it. This section of the city here is eight blocks each way. This is his chessboard. And human beings, people like Alice and I, are his chessmen. What? John. I know it sounds fantastic. But I think it's true. When he sent me to Felix's, he told me to go down two blocks and one to the right. That's the move of the knight. In other words, he had cast me as one of the white knights in his crazy game. Alice was the white queen. He himself was the black king, and so on. He just lined up all these people, said, you play this piece, you play that, no. and... That was the beauty of the game. The fascinating, exciting part to him. No one knew that they were playing in it, but he, for instance... Felix didn't know that he was a black rook any more than I knew I was a white knight. But his black pieces were all criminals of some sort who wouldn't hesitate to kill. And it was by killing that one piece took another. You see, that was the ultimate refinement. The thing that made this the greatest game Norbert has ever played. He could plan a move 
But he had no way of telling which piece would take which. For instance, I killed Felix instead of his killing me. In other words, he was not only playing his game against law and order, against society, but he was matching his brains against that of every piece in the game. Against law and order, eh? I got this in the mail a couple of weeks ago, without any letter or anything. How did it fit in with your theory? The White King. Of course. He's cast you in the role of the White King. In other words, he's playing this game principally against you. Now do you believe this, Mr. Adams? Do you? I don't know. It's possible, I suppose. We've been having a funny kind of crime wave lately, killings without any apparent move. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Chief. Well, speaking. I'm down at the corner of 3rd and Sycamore, and there's something kind of screwy going on. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Valenti? What's the matter? One of our detectives calling from 3rd and Sycamore. Said there was something screwy on, and then... Well, it sounded like somebody got him. I'll make sure about this before you answer, but would this be part of what you were talking about? Let's look at the map again. Third and Sycamore. That would be in the area that's Rayfield's chessboard. Yes, I think it is. Okay, come on. We're going down there. the call box. Dead. Stabbed. Look there, lying next to him. Another chess piece. A pawn. A white pawn. Of course. If you're the white king, then all your men would be pawns. Pawns, huh? They're the pieces that get pushed around, aren't they? Well, they're the ones that are usually sacrificed. Two of my men. Riley and Valenti. Okay, Strand, you're a chess player. You think you can figure out what this Raphael character is going to do next? Tell me how I can meet him? I might. I only got a very quick look at the board. But if I can remember the location of the pieces... You mean he's actually got a board set up showing where all the pieces, where everybody is? There's one set up on a little table right next to his desk. No one's allowed to touch it. That's the one. And it was because I noticed it, commented on it, that I got involved in this nightmare. I think I do remember the position of all the pieces that were left. But of course, some moves may have been made since I saw it last. Well, what are we fooling around for? Let's go to that shop and make sure. <laughs> dark. It doesn't look as if anyone's in the store. Locked, all right. You got a key, haven't you, Alice? No, Raphael never gave me one. He always locked up himself. Well, what do we do? Two of my men killed and you ask me something like that. Look out. Okay. Where's the light? Right here. There's the chessboard over there. I know. Let's take a look at it. This all there is to the place? Except for the cellar. I... Oh, he must still be down there. That wouldn't be We'll go down there later. Well, Strand. Well, at the moment, Black seems to have the edge on us. Several moves have been made, and we've lost several pieces. But we've still got a fair chance... The devil's winning that game. Where's this Raphael guy, the Black King? What's he going to do next? Just give me another minute or two, will you? The Black King is still in his own square, which would seem to mean that Raphael was still here someplace. The thing is, I'm not sure whose move it is now. Him speaking over some kind of loudspeaker system. Maybe from the cellar. From the cellar, huh? Well, I'm going to... Alice. 
Alice, where are you? Over here. Are you all right? I think so. What was it? What happened? He must have had the place mined or set a booby trap, and when Adams went to open the cellar door, he... Where is Adams? I'm not sure, but I think he's over there. I must have some matches someplace. Here. Under that beam. There. Help me lift it off. He's pretty badly hurt. Just let me get a few tourniquets tied on him. And we better get him to a hospital. This way. The emergency ward's right in there. How do you know? Well, I ought to. I interned here. Funny. There's no one around. Well, let's put him right there. On the table. I... Gently. That's it. Hello? This is Dr. Strand speaking from the emergency ward. I've got a very severe accident case here. Is there anyone around who can take care of him? What about surgery? Crandall? Oh, fine. Will you ask him to get down here as soon as possible? Thanks. The chap I used to know is just finishing an operation. He'll be down in a few minutes. Will there still be time? Yes, I think so. We'll have to give him a transfusion once we get him patched up. I'll start scrubbing up myself in case... Crandall needs a hand. Isn't there anything I can do? Just keep your eye on him. The tunic is particularly. It'd be too bad if he lost any more blood. Right. He's still unconscious. But... Oh, hello, Crandall. That was quick. I'll be glad you were here. It's a pretty serious case. Adams, the chief of police. An explosion. Oh? If we don't work fast, we may lose him. Shock. Possible concussion. Right axillary artery severed. I got a tourniquet on. I'll be finished scrubbing up in a minute and give you a hand. Take your time. No hurry. I'll just... What? What are you doing? Removing the tourniquet. Wait, I'm not ready with the ligatures yet. You're not Crandall. You're... You're Rachel. Right, Strand. Rachel Norbert. Dr. Crandall is still in surgery. Dr. Finn, as a matter of fact. I put on this mask and gown not because I thought it would fool you. Because... Well, somehow it just... Seemed appropriate. But it can't be you. You were in the shop. No, Strand. You're thinking of my voice. It was coming over a loudspeaker system from next door. If you're thinking of my position on the board, you forget. I hadn't made my move yet. Rayfield, I don't know why you've done all this, and I don't care why. But you've got to let us do something about Chief Adams. All that bloody... Yes, Rayfield, for heaven's sake. Don't move, either of you. I want to have to shoot. Sadie, hope it won't be necessary. After all, when the chief of police dies, the game will be over. And the most interesting game it's been. But haven't there been enough death? You're very sentimental, my dear. I'm afraid you never would make a good chess player. Pieces have been taken, that's all. Raphael, suppose we just give up. Say you've won. That's right, Raphael. We'll feed you the game. But let me do something about Adams. There's still time. I've got everything ready here. All the instruments. No, Strand. This is one game I won't have seated. But I insist on having played out to the last move. That's the way you want it. All right. If I'm not mistaken, it's my move now. Ah. Oh. My eyes. My eyes. 
The formaldehyde won't help them any. Here's his gun, Alice. Watch him while I get these tourniquets back on Adam. You think you can still see yeah. His pulse is weak, but I think we can still save him. As for you, Raphael, you made one bad mistake. You forgot that three of us came to your shop. The White King, White Queen, and White Knight. That would put you in check. Hey, well, Strand, I felicitate and congratulate you. If I'm to lose, I prefer to lose in my own way. Watch your... the window. There's a railroad underpass right outside. A drop of about 60 feet. I think that's game, match, and tournament. What? You mean the game's over already? Well, that's impossible. We've still got some characters left. At least three of them that haven't been killed off. We've been robbed, and I think we ought to call for a return match. Let's take a vote on it, there. All those in favor? One, two, three. <laughs> That's funny. It came out just the way it did for our friend Raphael. The uh, eyes got it. <laughs> Heavens, let's not have another game of chess. Yes, Mary. Now do you see why they call the pieces chess men instead of women? Oh, this game's too rough for women. It certainly is rough. Oh, do you feel worn out and tired? Why don't you rest a while? Then you can slip into something comfortable, like a winding sheet. And if you want to be really fancy, you can put on your sterling silver medallion. What? You have no medallion? Well, here's how you get one. Just send... Never mind. <laughs> I'll tell them, thank you. Ladies, if you want to own a handsome sterling silver medallion, just send 25 cents and the box top from a package of Lipton, the tea with the brisk flavor... To Lipton Tea, Box 92, New York City. Before I say goodnight, a word of advice. If you should ever get into a chess game with a stranger and you happen to notice that he's got a meat axe on his lap, don't get up and run. Just make sure that there's someone else around to help pick up the pieces. <laughs> oh, by the way, this man's inner sanctum mystery novel is Lay That Pistol Down by Richard Powell. And oh yes, let me tell you about next week's inner sanctum story. Directed by Hyman Brown and brought to you by Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup. Next week's story is about a picture that kills everyone who owns it. It's a masterpiece of murder. Yes, just as soon as a man hangs up his picture, the vice versa happens. The picture hangs him. <laughs> and now it's time to close the squeaking door until next Tuesday. So, good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Folks, the next time you send a box of food to your boy overseas, be sure to include a package or two of Lipton's noodle soup mix. You see, Lipton's is just like a taste of home. Yes, it has the same homemade chickeny taste as the soup you make yourself, the soup your boy's always been so fond of. That's why it's such a thoughtful, welcome little gift to send Lipton's. And as you know yourself, Lipton's noodle soup makes a grand snack. So remember, send a package or two to your boy. And remember to tune in next Tuesday night 
for another Inner Sanctum Mystery. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, that's the show for tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970 or you can find me on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd or on Twitter at Radio Show Nerd 1. And if you want to drop me a line, say hello, make a suggestion, a request, a even a critique, respectfully, please feel free to email me at radioshownerd at gmail.com. I also have a YouTube channel, obviously entitled <laughs> Terror Radio. Please check it out. Subscribe. Like the videos. Highly appreciate it. Again, this is your host, Keith, better known as the Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>